Hello, sister friend. I appreciate you joining me today. Do you spend much of your time and energy giving to others? Do you feel too exhausted and frustrated that sometimes you snap easily? Perhaps you want to be present for your loved ones, but you feel depleted and just want to sleep or rest. Maybe you're working too much and you know you need to slow down. Your body has been giving you signals, but you keep ignoring them. Sis, if you can relate to any of these, then you need to make self-care a priority. God has blessed us with one life, one body, and it's all we have to live in. When you honor your body, when we honor ourselves, it's a way of saying thank you, Lord, for this blessing. Self-care is part of showing yourself some self-love, and it's not selfish, sis. What do you exactly mean by self-care, you may be wondering? And I don't mean the makeup, wearing nice clothes, which is all good and part of self-care. However, I'm referring to self-care as a boundary you communicate to others that you matter, that your needs are important. It's where you communicate your needs to others without guilt or a feeling that something is wrong. In this episode, I'm going to talk you through some ideas of self-care and the benefits of prioritizing your self-care. When you make self-care a priority, you're not only a happier person, but you have more energy to pour into others. So here are some ideas of self-care. Assess your basic needs. And I mean going back to the basics. What are the things you need to be okay? I'm talking about the food, sleep, exercise, connections, and so on. I'm talking about the things at the basic level. Think of the food that nourishes you, not just eating any food without putting any thought into it. What food makes you feel better after eating it? The food that increases your energy levels, not just the food that tastes good, yet makes you feel lethargic after eating it. You know, like the chips, the pizzas, the pasta, you know, all the list of starchy cups that make you feel lethargic. For example, I like rice, but I had to reduce my portion sizes because of how it makes me feel after eating it. And if I'm looking for nourishing foods, that's not the one on the list. If you're not aware of what foods make you feel lethargic, I would recommend reducing the foods that are high in carbohydrates like the pasta, rice and all the other starchy carbs and increase the low carbohydrate foods like vegetables and then make note of how they make you feel after eating them and it won't take you long before you figure out. You will feel energetic after certain foods and you feel lethargic after the other foods and then make a list of the foods that you're going to need that make you feel good. Uh, all the vegetables, the fruit, the nuts, and get them in the house. The next one is think about your sleep requirements. How many hours do you need every night for you to feel rested? This will be different for everyone. One tip to find out is for you to go and sleep and wake up without an alarm. I suggest you do it on your day off when you have no pressure to get up for work or any pressure to get anywhere in the morning. And that way you'll be able to know how many hours you sleep. I know I've done it. Mine is seven and a half hours. For one reason or another, I don't always get it. But I try my best to put in the hours. And a tip that worked 
is to set the alarm for bed. Because when you set the alarm for bed, it gives you enough time to put in the hours that you need to get a good night rest. I know this can be hard, especially if you work antisocial shift patterns or if you have very young children, but do the best you can. Another thing is make exercise a priority. This is very crucial if you want to get your health back on track. Working so hard and caring for others is very exhausting, but exercise makes you stronger. It improves your mood, increases your energy levels and many more countless benefits. Then the next one is schedule me time on the calendar. And this is to do something that you love. Find something that lights you up. This will be different for everyone. It could be a walk for somebody and that's one of my favorite things to do. Or a phone call with someone who lifts your spirits. It could be a movie. It could be a massage, hanging out with a friend. Just do something that makes you happy, but make sure you schedule that me time. Otherwise, you won't be able to fit it in. Start with baby steps, maybe 20 to 30 minutes a week and build up from there. I never used to schedule my me time, but now it's a non-negotiable because I've seen the benefits of me taking this time out. It started with 30 minutes a week and I built that up. And now I'm actually planning my very first week away with a friend. How crazy is that? It never crossed my mind that I could ever have that long away from my children. But when you start to prioritize your me time, you know you need this. Another one is to write down a list of the things you're proud of. Your achievements, your battles that you have won, the challenges that you have been through that have made you a stronger person. You may be surprised how long this list can be, from being like a good mom to your kids, having raised your children, supported them, looking after your family, looking after your home, being a good friend, sister, auntie, daughter, grandparent, overcoming anger, depression, losing weight, forgiving a friend, paying off debt. The list can be endless. If you can go in flow, this can be a really fun exercise, sis. And you know what? You ought to be proud of yourself. Think of all those sleepless nights. Think of all the things that you have done. Sis, you've done so well. All the tears you have cried. You are brave. You are strong. You're courageous. This is a time to celebrate yourself. Sis, get that pen out. Write down all these things, the challenges that you have been through. There is so much. But unless you write it down and celebrate yourself, you won't realize that. But when you do, you're going to feel so good about yourself. It's a form of appreciation for yourself. It will give you a sense of self-love because you have been through a lot. You've been strong. God has carried you through so much and it's time to celebrate you. Another form of self-care is asking for help. Mama, you don't need to do it all by yourself. There is no badge of honor at the end. It's okay to ask for help instead of secretly resenting others for not helping you. I was guilty of this. I felt so frustrated. I wanted my husband to do more to help around the house. And I was waiting for him to take initiative. But he never did. And after moments of frustration after frustration, I realized 
that he wasn't a mind reader. And until I asked, I wasn't going to get the help I needed. Go ahead. Ask for the help that you need. And it's not that he didn't want to help. It's just that he didn't know that he needed to help. Because I was there playing superwoman that I could do it all. The thing is I had not communicated that I needed help. So sis, don't assume that people know what you need, however obvious it may seem. Another form of self-care is saying no. No as a complete sentence without the need to explain yourself. We often find this very difficult to say no in fear of what others are going to think of us, of how they're going to perceive us. Instead, we end up saying yes to all the demands and then guess what? We secretly resent the people who've asked for help. Sis, saying yes when you mean no is living out of integrity with yourself. So why is it important to self-care? When you prioritize your self-care, you send out a message to others that you're important. Remember, we teach people to treat us the way they do. If we treat ourselves with love and respect, we're setting an example to others for how they should treat us. Others will value and respect our needs and time as we do the same. Your energy levels will go up. You'll have more time and more energy to go after your dreams. You're more likely to feel motivated than if you're tired. You will also feel good and positive about yourself. It affects the way you respond during conflict. You're also more likely to respond kindly to other people's needs because you're in a better mood and your needs have already been met. Your tolerance levels are definitely so much better than when you're tired and depleted. So let's do a recap. We've talked about how self-care is a boundary you communicate to others that you're important and that it's not selfish. And I've given you some examples of uh, self-care, assessing your needs and prioritizing them, finding out the food that nourishes you and get it in the house, get adequate sleep, make time for exercise, make a list of the things that you are proud of, your battles that you've won, your challenges, set me time on the calendar, say no as a complete sentence and ask for help. And as a result of doing all those things for yourself, others will value and respect your needs and time. You'll feel good about yourself. Your mood will improve. Your energy levels and motivation will go up. You will handle conflict better, respond more kindly to others, and you'll be more aware of other people's needs and have more time for things that you love. Okay, sis, we do have some work to do. I really do hope this has been useful to you. And if you found it helpful in any way, please share it with another sister. Until next time, God bless and big hugs. Gemma.